John chapter 17. It's incredibly exciting times right now with regards to all that God is doing among us. As we mentioned previously last Sunday, uh, Reality Carpenteria had its first grandchild, Reality London. And now we're starting our first campus next week, Reality Ventura. And next week happens to be, next Sunday will be our six-year anniversary as a church. And so we're celebrating, yeah, praise the Lord. We're in a season of celebration and a season of change of the Lord doing good things. By the way, next week is also Reality Stockton's birthday. It'll be their second birthday. So we're celebrating with them as well. And what we're realizing is all this change is going on and God is doing so much cool stuff. We're realizing that it is all by grace. And that God is so kind, he is so cool, he is so nice to include us in his ministry. Because it's his ministry, isn't it? All ministry is God's ministry. He's the origin and he's the goal. It's not of us, it's of him. It's not for us, it's for him. And as a church, we just feel incredibly humbled to be included in what he's doing through a lot of churches here in the coastlands and in the world. And we realize that the ministry is not only by grace, but it is for God. God's glory. And as we're entering into a new season, we need to keep that in the forefront of our minds. That as a church, what we do is seek the glory of Jesus Christ. It's not about us and our needs and blah, blah, blah. It's about Jesus and who he is and his glory. And with so much going on, it's imperative that we endeavor to be a church on our knees. It is imperative that we purpose to be a church who prays. We're a church that is on mission, to be sure. It's unavoidable. We're just caught up in this move of God. We couldn't get away from it if we tried. We're a church that is on mission with Christ. But a church on mission must be a church on its knees. We've got to continue and cultivate an attitude of prayer. And so today, as you may have guessed, because we're birthing reality Ventura, next week, we're going to pray. You came to church today and you're going to pray. I want to remind you of what Christ said, that my house shall be a house of prayer for all the nations. So when we get together in the Lord's house as the church, it ought to be the most normal, natural, wonderful, cool thing that we would pray. It's a horrific thing that somehow in the church in America, at least in some churches, that seems foreign to us. You come to church and you find out that you're going to be working at church, laboring at church, engaged in prayer, not just passively listening to a sermon, being a pew potato. And so many people are like, oh no, but we're called to be a people of prayer. And this is called to be a house of prayer. And it is to be normative in the church, both when we are gathered and scattered that we pray. So we're going to pray today. And I want to say this. Two weeks ago, when we prayed corporately for the birth of Reality London, when I said, okay, get in small groups and start praying, we had a few people that snuck out the back door. They weren't non-Christians. If they were non-Christians, that's totally cool, and I I can understand I'd probably do the same thing. They were men and women who had Bibles. And we said, okay, it's time to pray, and they they hit the door. They were at the back door. It wasn't many people. It was probably less than 1%. But Jesus talked about leaving the 99 to deal with the one. So I want to deal with the one for a moment. 
I want to remind us how incredibly dangerous and destructive that attitude is. I want to call to attention that we as a church in America are currently reaping the fruit of that sort of attitude within Christianity, of a consumeristic sort of an attitude, of a selfish instead of a selfless sort of an attitude, an attitude that comes to church and says, hey, I want to be served. I want you to meet my needs. I want it to be all about me, and I want to be a pew potato, and I just want you to give to me, and I don't want to have to press in or give to others or labor. I'm a consumer. It's a horrific perversion. And we, as a church in America, are reaping the fruit because what we have in America is an incredibly shallow church. We have a shallow church that's just a thin veneer of what Christ would have it be. And it's the fruit of that attitude. I understand that attitude. I, I know. I know what it's like. I know it's hard. But we're reaping the fruit of that. And if we're still sowing into that as the church, we're in real trouble. Church needs to recognize that we are called to be a people of prayer. And this is called to be a house of prayer. And we are called to labor for the glory of Christ and the benefit of the world as we are the church gathered and scattered. And that's the way it is. And if you're cool with that, then this is probably the church for you. If not, if you're the sneak out the back door, you should probably sneak out the back door one last time. This probably isn't the spot for you. Now, with regards to Reality Ventura, we've been praying now for a year and a half. For a year and a half. We prayed for three months as a staff and as a leadership team. And then we introduced it to the whole church that we'd be doing it. And then we've been praying for a year and three months now on Thursday nights together. And it's been an incredible time of praying. A year and three months together, Thursday nights. And during the summer months, hundreds of you have been there to pray, laboring, giving selfishly, sowing in to what the Lord is doing. And we feel really good about starting that campus in Ventura with a year and a half of concentrated, weekly, purposeful prayer going into it. And as was mentioned in announcements, this last Thursday night, this next Thursday night, excuse me, will be the last Thursday night. And I invite you guys to come out. Maybe you never made it on a Thursday to pray. Come out this week. We're going to worship. We're going to pray. It'll be at 730. It'll be an incredible time. And I want to invite you guys as well because here's the deal. Unless you're thinking that Reality Ventura might be your location, that campus might be where you are as a member of Reality, unless you're thinking that, we don't want you to go there for the next month or so. We realize that there's a corporate and a family excitement. We want to go see and be a part of the launch, but that'll be logistically difficult for all of us. So unless you're saying, yeah, I think I'm going to go there, please don't go there for a little while, okay? I know you want to go check out the building and all that stuff. This Thursday night is your opportunity. Thursday night, everybody could come. We'll all come together and we'll cram in there and worship the Lord with all every fiber of our being and it'll be cool. But wait for at least a month or two before you just go down to visit so that we could get sorted out. As you can tell, we got people all over the floors and we got to see who's where so we can do our best by the grace of God to accommodate what he's doing. Some of you have been part of the prayer process the whole time and you've sown in so radically and I want to encourage us this morning. I want you to know that radical things are going to happen by the power of Jesus Christ in response to your prayers. I mean, that's what we believe. That's what the word of God says, that prayer changes things, not because of prayer, but because of Christ. 
And because he is the God who hears and in his infinite sovereign wisdom and mystery, he's committed himself to responding as we pray according to his will. And so you need to know that as you guys have prayed, concertedly, purposefully, weekly for the last year and three months or so, things are shifting in the spiritual realm. It'd be so naive to think that we were praying like that and nothing is going to change. Things are changing. This is the evidence. God is doing things. So I want you to be encouraged and I want your faith level to be lifted as we go into prayer today. So we're bringing the prayer meeting to the main service today. In a minute, we're going to break up in small groups and pray together. I know that's not comfortable for everyone, but when did Jesus ever talk about our comfort? When is Christianity all of a sudden about our comfort? Listen, I'm actually not comfortable right now. Okay, so join me. Okay, church is not about our comfort zone. It's going to be a little bit outside our comfort zone, even for experienced Christians, perhaps. Some of you are visiting and you're not Christians and you're here and you're checking it out. Uh, Listen, I want to remind you that the reason you came is because you're interested in spiritual things. And what's going to happen now is an intensely spiritual thing. People talking to God trip out and believing that God is listening and that God is responding and that we're communing with God and that Christ is present with us. That's a gnarly spiritual thing. So if you're just visiting and checking it out, just trip out. It's a perfect day for you to come and experience that. In the last several months, we prayed thousands of prayers. We prayed hundreds of ways. We're going to narrow it down to four areas this morning. As we get into groups in a moment, I'll direct us in all these areas, but we're going to pray for number one, unity. Number two, leadership. Number three, community. And number four, mission. And I'll break those down as we move through prayer this morning. I'll just kind of unpack the first one right now real quick. We're going to pray for unity. Starting next week, we're going to be a church, one church in two locations. And that's going to present its challenges. And it's relationally hard. My heart is excited and heavy this morning because some of you have been here since the very beginning and you are on mission. You're going to Ventura because that's your community and Christ is calling you. And I and we are going to miss you so much. But what we're going to endeavor to do is cultivate unity, togetherness. And first of all, it's a spiritual issue. It's a spiritual matter that we would be bound together in the spirit. It's true of every church, really, that we're one church in several locations because there's only one church, the church of Jesus Christ. But now in a different way for us, we're going to be one church in two locations. We're going to do all that we can practically, creatively to cultivate unity. But again, we need to deal with it spiritually. We're going to need to fight for unity. Because Satan is going to fight against it. Satan is always fighting against unity in the church. Always. It's happening in my life 24-7. The enemy working against unity. So we're going to have to fight. One of the ways that we're going to fight is in prayer right now. We have this confidence that Jesus, the night before he went to the cross, prayed that we would be unified. John 17, where you're open to, starting in verse 20, Jesus praying to the Father, says, I do not ask on behalf of these alone, but also for those who believe in me through their word. So he's praying for his immediate disciples and future disciples, you and I. Look what he prays in verse 21. That they may be one, even as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us 
so that the world may believe that you sent me. The glory which you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be perfected in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you have loved me. The confidence that we have is that Jesus prayed this very thing. And so as we're praying for unity, we know that we pray according to God's will. And 1 John 5 says this is the confidence we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, we have that thing for which we have asked. So we believe Christ is going to accomplish this, but there's a spiritual battle that unfolds. So we're going to battle in prayer. We're going to ask the Lord to keep us unified as a church and as the church. Okay, for all the churches in this area and in Ventura, that we would be unified. I want you to notice that Jesus said that his identity would be recognized by the world as being sent by the Father according to our unity. That mission is radically affected by the way that we're connected, by the way that we love one another and stick with one another. Unity doesn't mean we're always going to agree. We're not going to means that we're bound together by the blood of Christ and the spirit of God for the glory of God and that love covers a multitude of sins. So we're going to pray for unity now for this church and for the churches. So we're going to go for it and then I'll come back up and redirect, but let's do it. Let's go to work. Grab people. Don't jibber jabber too much. Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm a Christian or I'm not a Christian. This is gnarly. What are you doing to me? Introduce yourself and pray. I'll be back in a few minutes. We're going to pray for the leadership, um, the staff and the leaders of the church, and then also the lay leaders, volunteers, the, the broader body of service. As a, a staff, it's, it's overwhelming for us that we're going to be one church in two locations, and uh, now the staff that's normally here Sunday is going to be split up and in both places, and it just presents all sorts of difficulties and awesome challenges, and we're feeling really stretched, and we're also, and have been working for some time as the Lord leads us to add to the staff, you saw some of that today, and to add to the leadership here and the pastors and the elders, but for us, that's an incredibly slow process. We take the qualifications of an elder very seriously. We take it very seriously that Paul told Timothy, don't lay hands on anybody too hastily. So it's just a real long, slow process for us to kind of add to the core leadership team. We're just very careful about that and try to be obedient in that. So for a while here, we're going to be real stretched. One of the awesome things is you guys. There's so many of you that work a full week and have families and all these other things and you just give of yourself so selflessly to the things that are going on at the church and that's the way the Ventura is functioning. It's primarily volunteers and lay leaders and new people are being released into new ministries and more people are serving and uh, it's awesome to see people obeying Jesus. So for all these people that are serving and leading, we need to cover them in prayer. The first thing we need to remember in prayer is that Jesus is a senior pastor over the church. Amen? 
First Peter 5, 4 says that Jesus is the senior pastor. It's not me or anybody else. It's Jesus and everybody else is trying together to submit to him. Doesn't mean there's no structure or authority there is, but that Jesus is the head and we are endeavoring to respond to him and then we're all underneath him serving. So for those of us serving and leading, here's a few prayer points. We need to cover each other in prayer for number one, humility. We need to serve and lead with humility. Number two, wisdom. We need wisdom as we're in new territory and we don't know what we're doing. And you saw the staff this morning. It's very scary. So we need wisdom. We need anointing from God. We don't want to serve in our own strength, but in the power which he supplies by his Holy Spirit. So we need anointing and empowering. We need humility again. Pray for humility again. Pray for right personal lives. Pray for marriages. Pray for moms and dads and families. Pray for personal purity and holiness. For relational rightness. Pray for right personal lives. Obeying Jesus that we might be fruitful. And that's a sixth point. Pray that as the leadership abides in Christ, that there's fruit that comes from that. As we abide in the vine, we bear much fruit. We don't want to be factories who are just productive. We want to be like gardens that are fruitful, right? There's a difference between being productive and fruitful. We want to be fruitful. And finally, pray for humility. We're going to put that one up there again. Pray that as by grace and for the glory of Jesus, we lead with him, that we do so humbly and submitted to Christ and one another. Okay, go to work. We're going to pray for community now, meaning in this context, who will be attending? In addition to a bunch of you that are going to be going, who else will be attending? Let me preface my statements by saying this. For the first several months that we had our Thursday night prayer meetings down in Ventura. We just prayed for the other churches in Ventura. Before we ever prayed for us as a church, we prayed for the other churches for months. We prayed for their fruitfulness, their well-being, blessings upon them. We prayed for pastors by name, elders, leaders, congregants, just the church in Ventura. We prayed for for months. As we're going down there, what we don't want to see happen is a bunch of church transfer. That's not what we want to see happen. But we're also not naive. We understand that some of that happens and is going to happen and has been happening. So here's what we're going to ask the Lord. We're going to ask the Lord that he be sovereign over that and that it would be a strategic move of God if there are any moves, that it wouldn't be because it's a new thing or the latest thing or a cool thing, but people would only come if it's a Jesus thing. Talking about other Christians now, that that each person would have to hear Jesus say, this is where I want you because this is where you're going to be most fruitful for my glory. This is where you'll fit into the body. I've ordained you to be a part of this. So if there is any church transfer, which we don't want, it's got to just be something Jesus is doing. It's got to be a strategic work of God. And then because it's Jesus, we'll accept it and we'll be okay with it, right? But other words, we'd, we'd love, otherwise, excuse me, we'd love to avoid that. But we're also not naive in this area. We realize that by grace, one of the anointings that God has on this church is that a lot of people come here from other churches to be healed, 
maybe they're just tired from ministry or they've been through some stuff or whatever it is, we've discovered over the years that we get a lot of leaders and non-leaders, there's a lot of Christians, people that come here to be healed, to be refreshed, to be renewed. And it seems that that's something the Lord does here. And so we've learned to embrace that, to enjoy that, to cultivate that, to celebrate that. So if the Lord wants to do that, because we know that Ventura, like many communities, has a lot of church hurts. If the Lord would bring people to be healed, that's wonderful. We have measures in place where people are not allowed to serve until they've been there for about a year, which keeps people from just coming over and trying to do their thing, but actually letting the Holy Spirit invest in them and them getting in the flow of what the Spirit is doing. So if Jesus wants to bring some people, that's cool. But what we really want is for the not yet Christians, for the unchurched, for the de-churched, for the never been church, don't want to be church, to come to church. That, that's who we want to see fill it up there. We know it's going to be a mixture of both, but we need to pray that the lost would come in. And uh, it's such a wrong term. You know, if you tell somebody, hey, you're lost, come to church. It's not the best invitation, but the not yet Christians, to come and experience Jesus. One of the major failures of the church is that we see ourselves as a refuge from the world. But what we're supposed to be is a refuge for the world. See, we kind of blow. We get together and we're like, oh, God protect us from the big bad world. But what we're supposed to do is get together and say, oh, Jesus, bring in the world into your arms and your salvation that the church would be a place of refuge for the world, not from the world. And so we need to pray that, that those people would come and be praying for the people in Ventura who are furthest from Jesus, that they would come and what we really need to pray is that then the church is marked by love. Marked by love. That there would be this intangible supernatural thing that when you come in, you're like, whoa, God is here and God is love. I think this is gnarly that there'd be that intangible supernatural presence of Jesus. And then there'd be a tangible experience of love as Jesus's people are loving on other people that need to be loved so that we be a church, excuse me, marked by love. And I want to remind those of you that have been around for a while that the walls at Reality Ventura underneath the paint and the drywall have thousands upon thousands of names written in them and then prayers for those people that come to Jesus. Thousands of names and prayers. We're believing that God is going to do that. So agree together with those prayers and pray that they would come in, okay? Go to work again. We want to pray that whether it's the Ventura campus or the Carpinteria campus, that we are a church that is on mission. I think one of the great failures of the modern church is that we've lost our sense of sentness. We need to recapture our sense as the church. You guys are the church. As the church, we need to recapture our sense of sentness. Jesus said in John 20, 21, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. So we have been sent and we need to recapture that idea that whatever community we're in, whatever local church and expression of the local church we're a part of, we're sent there by the sovereignty of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God with the power 
power of God and the gospel of God, that we are sent there to represent Jesus Christ, that we're not to be passive members of the church or members of culture, but to be active for Christ in culture. So we need to pray that Ventura would be a church that is sent and knows it and is radically sent, that it would be the sent church when it's gathered and when it is scattered in the community. And we need to pray that we'd be all in Everybody be in. Pray against pew potatoes. Pray against Christian consumers. Pray that we would all be in. 1 Corinthians 12 says, But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. So God sovereignly gifts each one and places each one so that the body can function as his representative and as his work on earth. And so we need everybody to be in to be the best church that we could be by the grace of God for the glory of Jesus. So let's pray those things. Let's do it. Sort of the final thing that we want to do is recognize, celebrate, kiss, hug, love, miss, cry with, send off, hooray, hurrah. Anybody that thinks maybe next week they're going to be in Ventura, that maybe, hey, I'm going, I think I might be sent there, that might be gig, my gig uh, in the Lord. Is there anybody here that thinks they're going to Ventura next week? Will you raise your hand? Look at them. Stand up. All you guys who raise your hand, stand up. Stand up. Come on. Remain standing. Stand up. Those of you around those people, let's lay our hands on them. Stand up, everybody. Put your hands on those people and let's just pray. Lord, it's bittersweet, these precious ones. Lord, many of them we've known for so long and we're always in the same place. And and now for the effectiveness of what you're doing, you're kind of splitting us up and sending us out. And we yield to you, Lord. We say yes to you. We thank you for these who have heard your voice, who feel called to that place, we ask that you confirm that you get them where you want them to be without any condemnation or expectations from people, that Jesus, you would determine what your church looks like where. We pray for these, that they would be fruitful, that they would be blessed, Lord, that that'd be an awesome place of knowing you and knowing your people. We pray a covering over them from the schemes of the enemy and the silliness of the flesh, Lord. We pray an anointing upon them, that they would be the sent church, that they would be sent to that community, and that they would be effective. And we ask that you knit our hearts together right now, as we're laying hands on one another, that you would knit our hearts together in love, that we'd be bound together, blood brothers and sisters, in the blood of Christ, and by the Spirit of God. And we thank you for what you're doing, Lord. And we ask that you bless these precious ones. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So next week, we'll either see you in Ventura or here. Either way, we'll see you. But let's worship Jesus one last time together. (laughs) 